0: Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to an episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. Hope you all had a really good weekend. A lot went down, a lot to get into, as always. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, and many more platforms. Also, you can check out my YouTube channel, Sports Talk, by Naraj Kalia. Um, and just keep checking in tuning in Um, content everywhere and then some. so I'm gonna kick off today's episode talking about the Olympics a little bit as the Tokyo Olympics concluded over the weekend Uh, what a finish what an end Um, incredible performances stories athletes all the way around really um, bringing a lot of smiles joy Um, and just amazing moments all the way through the Olympics so shout out to all of the athletes uh, that competed in the Olympics Uh, really bringing out you know team pride team spirit all the way around it was really great to see um, overall and you know just seeing a lot of um, the kind of support, the, com- the you know camaraderie between all the athletes, whether they were on the same team or competing with one another, it was just really truly special to see, um, you know. And just the season talked about and you know recognized for it was a very proud moment all the way around. So, looking at it, um, I want to get into team USA uh, men basketball gold medal you know gold medal victory and also team USA women's gold medal victory uh, truly um, you know we expected um, you know to see gold uh, you know be brought back in the men's and women's basketball uh, but you know it didn't come without a little bit of uh, adversity a little bit of a challenge Um, as we know that heading into the Olympics uh, Greg Popovich obviously had a lot to kind of work through and and deal with in terms of just this roster and being able to kind of manage expectations knowing that they were going for a fourth straight you know Olympic gold medal and so there was um, some adversity there was some you know, concern, oh, can they, can they get it done with this group, you know, considering how when they started group play and they lost to France and that was their first loss, like, in a long, long time. So everybody was like, oh, no, like, Team USA doesn't have, like, and they struggle, they couldn't get a shot and this and that. Um, but they were able to kind of end their Olympic run with beating the team that beat them early in group series. They beat, uh, you know, they beat France 87-82, um, in which Kevin Durant led the way with 29 points, doing it all, hitting all his shots, really uh, leading the team in the first half, you know, picking the spots. He was unstoppable, and he had a great Olympic run, you know, really showing up, um, improving what he can really do offensively. It was special to see him do that. Uh, Jason Tatum stepped up in the second half, providing 19 points. And you had Damian Lillard and Drew Holiday chipping in as well. You know, hitting timely shots where they needed to hit shots. And Team USA ended up, you know, pulling away late and being able to capture the gold medal. Um, you know, all the way around. I mean, you just saw great. Performances from T- um, from Durant, Tatum, you know, Bam Adebayo. More importantly, their defense really stepped up, um, was active, more disruptive than it was early on. You know, they really started getting hot at the right time. You know, once they were able to, you know, get to the quarterfinal round and being able to beat Australia, a team that was, um, you know, really off to a good start and playing particularly well. Uh, you just saw a great effort overall, of playing good defense, being active, not being slapped with the basketball, and, you know, they capped it off with an impressive run. Um, they had to rally, actually, um, in a couple of these games here, um, but they did so, and you just saw them just get more and more momentum as the game along. And you know, for France, Evan Fournier, Rudy Gobert, 16 points overall each. Um, you know, last time they played France, obviously, Fournier was getting everything he wanted. You know, Rudy Gobert was dominating the paint. This time around, although the defense by Drew Holiday was huge on Fournier. Um, and Evan Fournier is going to be a talented uh, player, obviously, offensively. Um, obviously, against some of the stiffer competition. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, they, they, they weren't gonna let him again have that kind of game they had um, when they first played them. So it was fitting that Team USA beat France. Um, you know, in which it was pretty close in the first quarter, um, even somewhat in the second. But as they started getting hot from the three-point line, uh, you know, we had to carry away. So. Really impressive to see Kevin Durant. We must have seen Kevin Durant do a good job. Um, You know, in terms of just being able to, you know, pick his spots, really do what, you know, we've seen in the past LeBron James do, Cardinal Anthony, uh, really be able to set the tone, get his team going, um, and just leadership of, you know, Having uh, you know, you know, Kevin Durant be there, you know, uh, with Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard even played through an injury, you know, because he want he really wanted, he really wanted to be out there. And even though he didn't light it up as we've accustomed seen him lighting up, he was out there, um, really providing a boost when they needed. It was all on team effort, and Greg Popovich really proving why he's one of the best. Um, coaches um, In the NBA And all time Just because of the Ability to just Coach guys up To make adjustments And he made Some big time adjustments Obviously he had to At certain spots Throughout the Olympic run He had to bench Certain guys Here and there You know But it all Overall worked out As he pushed all The right buttons They got through Some adversity um, Which like I said There were a lot of People thinking Man like They, they shouldn't have Lost early on But you know they they found a way and you know you just saw as the rest of the games go on they kind of locked in obviously having a team having that players only meeting um, was huge that was huge Um, and that really worked out um, because you know as players they knew that when they started out this Olympic run, I mean, they, it was going to be a challenge for all teams because of, you know, not having spectators and not having an ability, but, you know, it was all about kind of finding your own energy and Team USA kind of found their energy when they had to get it done, when they had to know it was on the line, they had to you know win two games to advance, to uh, be able to play in the quarterfinal round of the Olympics. They turned it up and it was a sweet uh, thing to uh, moment to see, you know, all of the players um, really embrace this moment and and win the gold medal, um, bringing the fourth straight gold medal for Team USA men's basketball in the Olympics. As for the uh, women's basketball team USA, uh, they you know won their seventh straight gold medal in the Olympics, defeating Japan ninety to seventy five. Brittany Griner having a, an awesome game, 30 points, um, the best game and performance she's had, um, you know, and she had a very memorable Olympic run. She her size and her ability to just be able to dominate in the paint really uh, separated uh, Team USA from from Japan. I mean, she was so um, efficient down there in the paint. Uh, It was really nice to see Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi uh, be there in that moment. Obviously, just seeing how the young talent has really come um, in the sport. You know, Brittany Griner really set the tone um, all the way through. You had um, Aja Wilson put in, I think, about 19 points overall uh, to help out and they were just able to get their shots going, play really solid all the way through. Um, you know, Brianna Stewart even had a really nice game. You know, providing timely assists, providing timely shots. You know, and Dawn Staley, head coach. I mean, she's been remarkable. I mean, she's been a part of winning as a player on Team USA and as a coach. Uh, what a great run by her! I think, like I said, seven um, gold medals overall. Uh, really coaching up uh so well in the best spots and we know you know she can bring a lot to the table um and she continues to do that in a big time way you know and i think in the next olympics i think we'll see a new head coach to take the reins from don staley um but you know overall like japan just wasn't good enough um but they're you their shooting and they're that uh, they just had no, there was no match for the dominant presence of, uh, of Brittany Griner, Roger Wilson, you know, and obviously having Sue Bird, Diane Taurasi, two of the best players of all time in women's basketball history, I mean, the experience, the ability of the, of the young ones to really step in and, and kind of complement that really well, really proved to be great in this Olympic run. And So, you know, very impressive by Team USA's men's basketball team and women's basketball team. Uh, i mean just really being able to kind of rise through and shine um and like i said for team usa like for kevin durant get popovich um you know a really super run at it just knowing how coming into it they did have some injuries they had some guys who had to obviously pull out um you know the testing and all those kind of things but you know all around they played their best when they had to and you know Kevin Durant now will probably be end up, you know, re sign, signing, you know, a long term deal. You know, kind of had his moment where he was the guy um, um, and being leaned you know, Team USA to the gold medal. So it's, it's going to be great to watch, obviously, how this off goes. Obviously, you know, a lot of storylines to follow after this, uh, but no doubt, performances of all of your team USA's men's basketball team team. uh huge shout out to all the players uh, for really locking in and playing their best um, at the right time and bringing home gold medals uh, for USA. So in this segment, I want to preview the AFC East and a couple of teams and their season outlook for the upcoming 21-21 NFL season. Uh, I'm going to start with the New York Jets and then talk about the Miami Dolphins, preview both teams, talk about uh, the storylines to follow and watch, and what kind of record will teams have this year uh, coming up. So let me start with the New York Jets. The New York Jets um, are going to have a totally different look this year. I mean new head coach Robert Sala along with rookie quarterback Zach Wilson, uh, Mike LaFleur offensive coordinator and they're hoping that new head coach Robert Sala will bring be able to bring a great attitude, a winning attitude and focus to the New York Jets. Start turning things around um, for the franchise. Uh, you look at the Jets—they've gone through really a rough patch the last couple of years with a lot of roster ton- turnover. You know, the quarterback spot. You know, at the head coaching spot, the coaching hasn't been really great uh, for the New York Jets. Um, also, plus players just haven't been able to really stay there long term or be able to succeed with the coaching there. So there's a lot of um, turnover on this roster, but they do have some young talent that hopefully will be able to be much better. And with this new regime and new coaching change, uh, you just want to see the Jets be more competitive and be able to win more games. You know, 2-14 and 14 last year, 1-7 and seven at home. Um, they just weren't able to... Um, be good enough at times to you know win within the division Um, you know there's been a lot of of people who have have made fun of the Jets and they're you know just in terms of like not giving them much of a chance at all to to you know to win a game and all that Um, but they're hoping that Robert Sala can change all that and he was one of the hottest coaches on the market and what he did with the 49ers this past uh, year they're hoping he's going to be able to bring that kind of winning attitude um zach wilson was drafted obviously right behind trevor lawrence and a lot of people felt like the jets should have drafted justin fields or they should have waited to get Mac jones only time will tell how it pans out but i'm not too worried about zach wilson and even despite him having a uh you know shaky kind of scrimmage game um recently i'm not worried about zach wilson um i'm my eyes are more on how will this coaching um how will this coaching staff um really get the best out of zach wilson and this offense you know the jets haven't been able to be a top offense um or close to it for quite some time I mean obviously with the running game and the wide receiving production it just hasn't been there because they've had inconsistent player quarterback um, and even when they were able to be competitive enough at times the defense struggled uh, to really stop anybody so they're hoping that things will be different this year and I think they will go up in the right direction I mean, most people are projecting them to have maybe two to three wins, four to wins, you know, I think they'll win a lot more games this year. And that's just not me um, being like nice or anything or being, you know, kind of biased towards New York. But just looking at what they've kind of gone through the last two seasons, everybody's thinking that they're not going to be able to compete or be as good enough. And sure, they are a long way away. Um, from being able to get to a Super Bowl but it kind of starts with having um, you know a couple of things in place and hopefully Robert Sala is gonna be able to be uh, the coach for more than two three years you know you're hoping that Zach Wilson with the proper time and guidance will be able to be the guy uh, something that Sam Darnold wasn't able to be uh, you know Geno Smith you know, a couple of names, you know, Mark Sanchez. You just ho- you're just you just hoping that, yes, Zach Wilson did play at a smaller school. Um, he didn't go up against the league competition in the NFL. Um, you know, but doesn't mean that he can't be a good quarterback. And he's a mobile quarterback, bringing a lot to the table, a lot of upside. And the coaching has to be there. The coaching has to be there. In order for him to succeed. And he will be able to do well. Once he's able to kind of master certain things. But for him to come out early on. And light it up. That won't happen right away. But throughout the season. I think he can start to make some strides. And he will make some strides. Look at what they've added in the off season. You know you get wide receiver Corey Davis. You get Keenan Cole. Alright you sign Tevin Coleman to your backfield. You draft Elijah Moore got Denzel got Denzel Mims back hopefully this year he'll be he'll be competing obviously for some snaps there um they addressed the offensive line with obviously getting the USC standout uh, Vera Tucker you know so the offensive line could be a strength this year I mean Makai Beckton in his second year I mean they have some pieces on the offensive line which should help in terms of pass protection Um, The running game will be a little bit better. I mean, they drafted Michael Carter out of North Carolina. You know, you have that. You have Perrine from last year. The Jets do have a good amount of talent. Um, It's just that the level of competition that they're going to be going up against, obviously, this this particular schedule they have, I mean, sure, there are going to be games that they're going to be counted out. um, But... That's why they brought in Robert Sala, right? Robert Sala, with that kind of attitude that he has, a discipline that he's a leader that he can be. I mean, if they can just compete enough to be in these games, that would be a huge plus, you know? So, I think that with time, Wilson, Robert Sala, if the Jets really coach him up and get him going in this West Coast offense, I think he can make some strides. Um, But... You know, yes, competition tells you a lot about a quarterback, and yeah, he didn't play many big-time SEC schools or Big 12 schools, um, but he was available. He was consistent um, from year to year, you know. And him being available, him knowing when to take those risks, when to make things happen, you know, he played in an offense which constituted to his strengths, and that's what you want to see. Is will this offensive passing game? in how they kind of feature him you know will you see certain things done in which way way Wilson can shine uh, he's, he does have an arm he's got the ability to get it done uh, but it's gonna take time and uh, he won't be perfect no doubt he's gonna throw interceptions which he already has done in the scrimmage games and stuff I mean, his first taste of preseason action will probably be against the Giants which you know you love seeing the Jets and Giants play in the preseason it's always been a constant thing over the years and you know you got, kind of get a chance to see him play and see what he can do you know but for everyone who's thinking that fields and lance and lawrence i mean it will be they will all these corpus will all will be linked throughout their careers together and it's not about how you start how you finish the jets are hoping that wilson will be able to Get it going and show signs of being their franchise quarterback. You know. Um, but it's all about how does he handle that pressure. Can he be up to the challenge of being in New York and winning in New York. Uh, we know that Sam Donald struggled to do that. Mark Sanchez had some success. But that's because of a defense that really helped him. And a running game that helped them, You know. So for Wilson, it's more of... He's got weapons. This is probably the most weapons they've had in quite some time. So they should be able to go up on offense i don't think they'll be that they'll be able to put up points i think much better this year than they were doing it last year but they could connect they got off to a, a slow start in a lot of games last year um and i think this year they'll change it up you know so you've got a lot of weapons on offense elijah moore has been a really uh good uh, name coming up the Jets I mean he's impressing early in training camp he could do some big things um so they can stretch the field they can get it going maybe in some areas of the passing game you know and hopefully Wilson is able to kind of get better as season goes along look at this defense I mean Quentin Williams being there you got DT first tackle Sheldon Rankins you got Vinny Curry they signed Sha- Shaq Lawson right uh, the Jets do have a defensive line that if it all gels right, they can really make it tough on the quarterback. they got to improve their pass rush, and hopefully these moves that they've made will you'll be able to see some much better results from this defensive line. Linebacking-wise, I think they have mostly this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they've got a couple of interesting uh, uh, you know, linebackers that hopefully will be able to step up and, and play well. Um, the only question I have about their defense is their secondary. No, no, They, they addressed uh, and got some cornerbacks uh, for sure. Um, but in terms of their secondary, Marcus May being back there, I mean, he'll still be able to do a lot of things with you know, Ashton Davis. I like their safeties, the cornerbacks. I'm a little bit concerned because some of the wide receivers they just will go up against will, you know, they, they will really be tested and challenged. But you want to see how they respond to that. You know having a year of experience on their belt you just want to see if this this cornerback group can uh, make some plays they did draft some guys who have versatility and speed so that may bode well um, but it's all about can they get turnovers and can they uh, kind of stop teams from scoring easily on them as they were last year just looking at their schedule and what they have um you know they got tennessee at home atlanta cincinnati philly new orleans you know tampa they're at houston they're at denver they at indianapolis the division games are there to me like i said just looking at all the predictions and all the things that have been going on this year i mean there's i mean they're obviously going to play that one game in london which will be against atlanta um home games wise they can win some of these games um you know it's just about seeing progress from this roster being able to compete you know they're not going to be able to light it up all the time on offense but you know they've kind of had those kind of inconsistent plays you know of an offense last couple of years getting in the end zone and scoring i think with zach wilson if they use utilize his strengths well get him on the move I think he'll move this offense, and at least he brings the ability to get out of the pocket, run for the first down, Uh, and in terms of their backfield, I mean, you know, Tevin Coleman being familiar with obviously offensive coordinator Michael LaFleur, I mean, I think Tevin Coleman, this running back group, I mean, they have some speedy guys that can probably, you know, hit a corner, so for, you know, just seeing how they will kind of stack up, they'll have a better chance they'll have a better chance of being able to score points, maybe at least be competitive enough where they can have a chance to win games. Um, but you just want to see Robert Sala and how he can really find his way in terms of you know getting the most out of this roster, something that Adam Gase wasn't able to do, right? Adam Gase alienated a lot of players with his style and his leadership. Robert Sala, obviously learning under Mike Shanahan, John Lynch. I think you're going to see a lot more players really wanting to compete and play well for Robert Sala. I think you'll see good chemistry this time around in this locker room. And hopefully more and more players can come together and kind of stand out. So I think the Jets will win about eight games. I think they'll win eight games this year. I think they'll go eight and nine. You know, I don't think that they're going to just win like one game. Improve like one game or two games from last year. I think they're going to win more games than just two games this year. You know, they have a roster that they should be able to win, you know, seven to eight games, I think. And I mean, they've probably been tired of being bullied around by the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, the Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots. You know, I think that they're going to find a way to make these games much more um, close, and they'll find a way to, I think, get to eight wins. I think that is something that they can do. Obviously, a lot has to go go into it, but I could see them winning eight games this year, going eight and nine, definitely improving upon last year, and hopefully Wilson will be able to take strides and kind of show that he is going to be a good quarterback. Um, But only time will tell, and hopefully with the coaching the Jets will have in place they had better you know utilize his strengths be able to coach him so he can progress and and really start to start to like do some good things on the football field obviously his first action will come soon enough uh, but we just want to see how he responds to all of the challenges and can he handle that pressure in New York uh, cuz there'll be a lot of things said about Zach Wilson from from now and and start of the season that's the case for any any other quarterback as well. But if he's able to handle it, get out there, start winning some games, at least improve upon what they just had last year. Then they will definitely feel better about their chances in the following season, also as well. So in this next segment, I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins and their outlook for the 2021 NFL season. The Miami Dolphins um, came very close last year to making the postseason. Uh, they finished 10-6 and last year. Uh, just some games down the stretch they weren't able to win. Um, and, you know, they've obviously prioritized a lot of this offseason to ensure that they can be right there in the hunt again uh, for the postseason you know Brian Flores has done a tremendous job of really changing the culture there in Miami they've been able to win games play hard um, improve um, on a game-to-game basis and now they're to the point now where they got a defense that's coming off a dominant year in which you saw them play really well uh, win some games at home obviously against some quality opponents and the whole question is how can that defense kind of continue the dominance but even before all that i mean all eyes will be on to a tagaibola and see if he can elevate his game to the next level you know the miami dolphins had a chance um to get justin herbert and they instead took tua and tua and herbert will always be linked together along with joe burrow you know Herbert obviously had an outstanding uh first season in the nfl with the chargers although they didn't win the type of games that they should have won Uh, With Tua, this team was in position with a defense, with a running game um, that was was kind of primed to take over. But we saw that throughout last season, Tua had his struggles. He wasn't able to push the ball down the field as much. You know, there were some throws that he missed, obviously, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about the quarterback play last year. And if Tua had been better in some spots, maybe Miami would have been able to make a run at it. So, Tua now with a full off season, with more of the playbook on, you know, under his belt, you know, he's expected to improve and kind of display those characteristics that made him such a popular quarterback to be drafted. His accuracy down the field, his ability to make plays, uh, be accurate with the football, that's what the Miami Dolphins are hoping to have this year on a much bigger level. Now, in free agency, they signed Will Fuller, uh, they drafted Jalen Waddell. Uh, they've got offensive weapons now with speed um, that should be able to stretch the field help Tua a lot they got Devontae Parker there's some other wide receivers there as well you know they got Mike Jekiski the tight end so the Dolphins have improved their passing offense with more weapons and now the whole thing is will Tua be able to keep his chemistry going will he be able to obviously with Jaden Waddle he has that connection so you know It's going to come down to how well does Tua uh, improve from week to week? Can he be consistent enough to the point where you'll see him, you know, have more 250-yard-plus games, be able to throw some touchdowns? You know, this defense, as good as they were last year, um, you know, they're going to be tested, no doubt, and they obviously will carry a lot of the load last year being there on the field and, and doing certain things you know so it's about the balance now you know the Dolphins offense as a whole we you know they can put up points but you want to see them put it up now even better obviously against some of the quality opponents they'll face probably this year you know with Tennessee Kansas City Baltimore Pittsburgh you know there are games in which the Miami Dolphins have a better shot stacking up against for the offense they have wide receivers who can go and get it who can use that speed so i'm really interested to see how the how the chemistry between Tua and his wide receivers will be and how soon will he be able to kind of develop that chemistry you know obviously the some of the games in which he will play a lot of defenses are going to try to get after him and and lay some hits on him and that's the whole thing about tua is about his durability and his availability for 16 games you know that will be a huge thing for, for the miami dolphins this year and they've addressed the offensive line Obviously, through the draft, quite a bit. So, you know, you hopefully you'll see much better uh, pass protection, and for him to be able to kind of be in that pocket and make throws. This defense, um, their secondary, obviously they still have Byron Jones um, and Xavier Howard. They got a secondary that's very opportunistic. They'll be able to get turnovers, be able to kind of shrink the field. You know, Brian Flores with the kind of talent he has on the defensive line, I mean, the Dolphins should be, you know, be able to contend much better against the Buffalo Bills. You know, the Patriots, obviously, with their improvements. Um, you know, but division games are always going to be uh, tricky and, and, and tight. And so, you know, in terms of Tua going up against, uh, you know, Cam Newton, Zach Wilson, Josh Allen... And you just kind of want to see if Tua is able to be in those situations where he can deliver a game-winning drive. You know, will he be able to make those throws? Um, you know, off script. Those are all the things you want to see with Tua this year. And if he can do that at a much better level, you know, this Dolphins team will have a better shot at making it to the postseason, and making a run at it. I think that in terms of their schedule I mean they have games that they, they'll I'll be favored in a lot in terms of the home games they have this year you know they're going to go up against Baltimore Atlanta Carolina Houston those are some winnable games you know you just want to see them get off to a fast start uh, be able to kind of finish the deal I think there were a lot of games last year during their playoff run in which they just did not have That ability to close very well in some games, you know, and more importantly, looking at what will be different for the Miami Dolphins this year is that in terms of a veteran quarterback, I mean, Fitzpatrick was, you know, obviously with Tua right last year, and now, you know, you don't have that type of like, you know, veteran, you know, quarterback in the room. I mean, they they may have a veteran quarterback that I'm not thinking of right, right now, but. It's all on Tua, and you know, can he be that leader who can kind of energize this offense? Um, you know, will certain guys buy in? You know, with Tua at the helm, you know, it's all about how they kind of handle expectations and how they can be able to win enough games. You know, because we know that Deshaun Watson has been a name that they've been linked to for a long time, and now with the situation Deshaun Watson. I mean, the Dolphins are pretty much riding it out with Tua, giving him weapons around him. Um, Obviously, Brian Flores believes a lot in him, and so he's going to have to come out there and and get it done. So I mentioned already the home game, some of the away games they'll have, you know, they're going to be at Tampa, that'll be a really uh, good game to watch, New Orleans, Tennessee. And you got the Las Vegas Raiders who will be contending for a playoff spot. Um, so the Dolphins will definitely have a lot of games on their schedule in which, you know, their defense won't be able to carry them all the way. The running game, I think they have, I think, Jay Ajayi there. They even drafted a running back. Um, how this offense, you know, offense kind of starts off, you know, in terms of pass protection and being able to separate Uh, That would be key But if Jalen Waddell As good as he was He was obviously The first wide receiver I believe Off the board Um You know So just seeing how He's gonna Kind of come out And be That'll go a long way You know If two was able to Kind of have that Connection going on It'll open up a lot Of things on offense Um But In terms of their record I think they'll have This year Considering all the games They have Obviously the veteran Leadership Um and some of the defense, obviously, as well. I could see the Dolphins winning about 11 games next year. I think they will go 11-6. Now, like I said, I don't know if that will be good enough to get into the postseason. But they have a good shot to compete with the Buffalo Bills um, this year. And they've been trending upwards for a while. I think now it comes down to can they execute and get it done in those primetime games and if brian flores um, continues to coach this way push all the right buttons i think you'll see the miami dolphins win a lot of games and you know more importantly with the offense that they do have you know if if they get down in some situations seeing them come from behind um you know if two was able to kind of lead a comeback or be able to be the reason why they win some of these games You know, that'll do do a lot for his confidence. And like I said, he's fully healthy, um, you know. So, a lot of good things are expected out of Tua. And with his frame and his size, the whole thing is that he just cannot take hits. He's really got to be smart with the football. And in terms of, like, in-game adjustments and all that, um, you know, you just want to see, you know, Will Fuller... Uh, and Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, be able to really do a good job of not dropping passes, being being there, um, being you know in, in the red zone. I think that in the, in the red zone is where like the Miami Dolphins, obviously last year, there was some some spots where you know their play calling down there in the red zone um, was a little bit questionable. So you want to see if they're able to. Kind of throw a little bit misdirection, at, uh, you know, in that zone, putting up touchdowns and putting up touchdowns in the end zone is crucial. I think Miami stalled a lot last year in, in the end zone, so a lot of things have to go right. But I think that if Tua's healthy, if he's out there progressing every week and, and playing like the quarterback that he, you know, was drafted at, you know, top five quarterback, the Dolphins should win about eleven games next year, and they'll be in the mix. For a for, you know, playoff spot For sure um, But you know Based on Tua's performance this year And how things go um, You know I wouldn't be surprised If the Dolphins are looking for another quarterback next year um, You know That will really be interesting to see um, if, if, if they do that Because there are some names next year That they may want to go for and the only thing that can, that can really change that is Tua being able to really have a big year um, because he's set up to have a big year if all the, the talent they've surrounded you know around him he should be right there um, you know maybe even better than Justin Herbert maybe this year and Joe Burrow and being a better spot to to win games and lead the Miami Dolphins to the postseason this time around.